Hey, welcome to Conan Kruger. I'm Grant Cohn. That's Larry Kruger. Uh, we usually go Monday afternoon. We're going Tuesday night. Larry Kruger is the busiest man in the, in the business right now. He's in demand, and I appreciate him giving me his time. If you've been following Larry, he's had a very, very good year. And it just goes to show you what the power of having a successful YouTube channel will do for your career. Larry, how you doing? Man, I'm doing great. Happy holidays and uh, happy new year to the Cones. And um, you're right. It has been a really fun year. Really so, fun year. And thank you because you you helped me a lot at the beginning. And I just want everybody to know that uh, even though you love playing this kind of you know character or whatever on the, on the show, you're not a villainous character. And <laughs> you actually were really uh, nice to me, helped me get my channel started, showed me some support, gave me ideas, guidance. So I just, dude, I just want to say I appreciate you very much. My pleasure. I, you know, I like to think that I could kickstart things, but if you were, I mean, dude, it's Larry freaking Kruger, man. I grew up listening to you. Like Stop. you're the truth. And all I needed to do was just show, Hey, this is how you do it. You, this is how you get a YouTube channel. This is what you do. You needed like a half hour of explanation and now you're doing your own thing. So anyway, I'm very proud of Larry. What we're doing today is we're going to be, we're quality control here. So the Niners are on an eight game winning streak. They might never lose again, but we don't, what we don't do here, <laughs> we don't give them their flowers too early. We're no. on them. We're making sure they win the Super Bowl because I want to cover a Super Bowl winning team for the first time in my life. So what we're going to do is focus on things that could potentially trip up the 49ers down the road. So it, so so those things don't happen. Right. Um, and the sure. first thing I mean, the first thing that strikes me about this team is although they're on an eight game winning streak. The best team they've beaten in terms of record is the freaking Chargers. Which is amazing to me. And it's it's not the Niners' fault. You play who's in front of you, and it's a scheduling right. quirk. But, damn, do you think the Niners are still relatively untested compared to other contenders? Well, you know, it's funny. I was looking at this just in in uh, terms of Purdy because, like, where were the defenses rated that he's beaten? And it's like the defenses that are coming, let's, say, let's just say the big Philly, Dallas, Minnesota, just the top contenders in the NFC – are all have lower rated defenses than the defenses he's already beaten. So from that standpoint, I kind of feel like he's not going to face call. better defenses going forward than the defenses he's already faced. He, he also won in Seattle. Yeah. I don't know that there's too many worse. I mean, Let's you go point. on the road, you actually are sitting in these stadiums. I really don't have anything to kind of gauge it on, but it seems like Seattle's a, a tough place to play. And um, you know, I mean, not every stadium is, um, and Philly, I know is going to be a tough place to play, but I mean, I think this kid can handle it. It's just, it's, it, it's, it's an interesting time for the 49ers right now. That's for sure. It's interesting in the sense that when the season started, we were like, man, this schedule's brutal. NFC West and the AFC West. Well, it turns out that the NFC West is as bad as any division in football, aside from the Niners. But I mean, I, they're terrible. And the AFC West isn't much better. So, really, the Niners, I think someone pointed out that they have, like, the second easiest schedule so far this season. Not their fault. But you look at, like, other like, – look at Dallas, for example. Same record as the 49ers. They've, they kicked shit out of Minnesota and recently beat Philly without Jalen Hurts, but they put 40 on them. Um, the Niners don't have a win like that, which isn't their fault. But it makes me feel like I still don't really know – who this team is, and that's a weird thing to say entering week freaking 17. Well, I mean, first of all, your starting quarterbacks have the job for four games, you know, yeah. really. I mean, three and three and change. So yeah. that's part of it. 
And then defensively, the whole identity of this defense, it's all predicated on do they get it done up front? They, yep. Their secondary won't be able to stand up to A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith, in my opinion, if they don't get heat on Hurts or whoever's Higgins in there. And Jamar Minshew. Chase and Stephon Diggs and all. Yeah, absolutely. So you, uh, to me, I'm just focusing on Philly. I think the Niners can run over Dallas. I think they can run right through them. They'll get Elijah Mitchell back. I think that's a good run blocking line. And if you're running well, uh, Brock Purdy can play action pass you to death. So I think, I think that's, I think they can you beat can. Dallas. It's just you about really Philly. It's about, yep. to me, it's a, a lot of the discussion about the Super Bowl is about can you get it done in Philly? And if we're just going to be super impatient and just go right to the point of the matter, I would say my big question is can the Niner D line put enough pressure on Hertz? So that he can't, so that don't Devontae Smith and AJ Brown don't light up their secondary. Because I think that's the next question. Is, yeah. is oh, I'm the sorry. biggest I'm test? Ahead. So don't jump ahead. Whatever okay. you do. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Uh, so I, to me, I feel like the Niners. It's kind of crazy to think that the best team they've beaten is the Chargers minus Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, J.C. Jackson, and Joey Bosa. That doesn't mean the Niners are frauds. I'm not saying that at all. I think they're going to win the NFC, but I think it's amazing that that's a fact. The best team they've beaten is freaking the Chargers. Wow, that's amazing. Uh, Last year they look at they, that. What about? Hmm. In terms, I of would record, probably say the best team that they've beaten is Miami. Miami is eight and seven. The Chargers are nine and six. Miami is minus five in terms of net points, and I, I believe the Chargers are minus eleven. So you could argue that, but it does yeah. seem like Chargers- Miami's tanking. Yeah, well, I will say this, Grant. Chargers defense is coming on, and they're going to get Joey Bosa back. Maybe yeah. the first time we, we got the Harbaugh Bowl, will we get the Bosa Bowl? Will the Chargers get some late-season rampage through the AFC? I wouldn't expect it. I wouldn't expect <laughs> it. would be great. Jorge says, Grant, which, NF- which AFC team should the Niners hope not to see in the Super Bowl if they make it that far? I'd say the Chiefs, but revenge would be sweet. You know, that's one of our topics today. So, Jorge, bear with us, and we'll dedicate that section to you. But we actually – are going to talk about that. I know you don't root for the Niners per se, per se, no per se, but aren't you rooting for a fairy tale ending as BP becomes King Arthur with trusty Excalibur by his side? I got to say, talking to my dad today and realizing that he's covered five championships and I've covered zero, I, I do like, I would like to cover one. And I knew that trying to talk yourself into Jimmy as a champion, to me, that was never going to happen. But with Brock, I can't write it off. So if this happens, I, it would be an honor and a privilege to cover this team. It is an honor and a privilege to cover this team. Don't you feel that way? Oh, first of all, yeah. I mean, and, and it's never boring. It's always interesting. Um, but I, I'll say this. It's so much. It is, it is about the quarterback play when it gets down to the best teams in football. And you have to have highly efficient quarterback play, whatever yeah. form that comes. Veteran. Which the Niners have guy. had the last four weeks. Right. Highly yeah. efficient. Highly efficient. Mikey Niner says Grant Cohn is a pussycat, really. I don't know what that means, but I take it as uh, a slap in the face. No, I'll take it as a compliment. Take it as a compliment. Thank you very much. Uh, Muhammad says, I know a rookie quarterback hasn't won a Super Bowl, but has a rookie quarterback made to the Super Bowl as a starter? No. No. I do not believe so. So this would be great. This would be unprecedented. And it would be in his backyard. Uh, Wouldn't that be something? That's true. It feels like destiny. Commanders beat the Eagles. We beat them. We're okay. You could play that game all day, though. The Niners lost to the Denver Broncos. Hard to fathom. Brock will lose to A-Rod in round one. After that happens, fans will realize how goofy they were crowning a kid after three starts. 
laughing my ass off. AR is due one against us. This dude I do is, fear that. I do fear yep, that. Yep. It could happen. It could absolutely happen. All right. Let's. I got a question for you. Yes. I asked you this question three, four weeks ago, but things have changed. Okay. Name the biggest threat to the 49ers in the NFC. Biggest threat to the 49ers in the NFC is the Eagles. Okay. I don't, and there's no doubt in my mind. Um, I've They're slipping at all a little bit teams. recently. They're slipping a little bit recently. You still got to remember it's going to be there probably. And, and hurts um, coming back. You know, is the, the Eagles are really good at the line of scrimmage and the Eagles under Howie Roseman and Lynch, I think Roseman and Lynch are up for executive of the year in my mind against each other. I think these are the two best rosters in the NFC for sure. Fair enough. Um, let me make a case. I think Dallas is interesting. I know the Niners took care of Dallas last year in the playoffs, but these are different teams. And um, Dallas just put 40 points on the Eagles. I know they didn't have Jalen Hurts, but he doesn't play defense. They put 40 points on a very good Philadelphia defense. And a few weeks ago, they put 40 points on Minnesota. We were talking just a minute ago about are the Niners untested. They don't have wins like that. If Dallas and the Niners have the same record, and Dallas has two wins that the Niners can't match. I'm not saying Dallas is better than the Niners, but they have one hell of a quarterback. And what we've seen against the Niners, the best thing you can do is take shots down the field against their defense. You're not going to beat them Dinkin' and Duncan because Dre Greenlaw and Fred Warner will shut that down. But if you take shots deep, you might have a chance. And they got Dak, and they got CeeDee Lamb, and they got T.Y. Hilton, who's been on the team for about a week, and he caught a 50-yard pass last week. I'm interested in that matchup. Dallas. Not to mention Micah Parsons and all they got on defense. Jacksonville ran for 7.1 yards a carry against them. That's true. That's true. Can I just say that the Niners haven't been exactly dominant as a running game this season? As a run, I mean, I think they're like middle of the pack in yards per carry. Now, what you'll say is Elijah Mitchell's coming back. That's a good point. No, I, I, I would probably go back to um, – I'd probably go look at the game log for Dak Prescott. I mean, and look, look at the last one, two, three, four, five games. It's eight picks. Eight Oof. picks Oof. in the last five games. Oof. Eight. Well, look, I, that's a lot. Not, not to. Uh, I think the Niners are going to go to the Super Bowl. So I'm not saying that that the the Cowboys or the Vikings or the Eagles are better than the than the Niners. I'm just trying to look for potential pitfalls here. The name of the uh, of the show is the biggest obstacle between the Niners and the Super Bowl victory, and we have to at least account for teams in the NFC. And uh, we no talked about Philly. We talked about Dallas. Talked about Minnesota. Minnesota's interesting. They're ahead of the Niners. They are, I believe, minus, minus or I think they're like plus five in point differential. How? They have a terrible defense, but they managed to like win 33-30 a lot. So, interesting team. They're dead last in defense. They freaking suck. On defense, but they may have but, the MVP of the league on their team because I think Jefferson might be the, yeah. he might be the yeah. best. He's having one of the greatest receivers, greatest years a receivers ever had. He, yeah. He's playing great. And then they got, they smartly got Hawkinson. I don't know why did, yeah. why did Detroit trade TJ Hawkinson? I wonder. I don't Hawkinson understand. just came off a great game against the G men. So they, 
They've got some guys. I mean, they, I mean, they're but their defense is Eric. Not to mention Dalvin Cook. Yeah, but the Niners. The, you know, the Niners haven't allowed a sixty-yard rusher. I believe. Wow. Is that right? Wow. Yeah, I believe it, and I don't think they will. So, um, so Philly, Dallas. It doesn't seem like either one. I'm thinking the Niners are the team to beat in the NFC. Saul Goodman says if Trey Lance ends up a bust, but Brock Purdy is the guy. Then what a lucky break for Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch. Brock Purdy will have saved their jobs after they give up so much draft capital for Trey Lance. How many times have we said that? I mean, the Niners have had so many big investments that didn't necessarily work out, but they had this seventh-round pick who bails them out like over and over again. And I guess that's a testament to them. I mean, I, I think I think this is Lynch's masterpiece, this last draft, and they didn't even have a number one. I mean, I think he got a lot of players out of this last draft. I think three years from now, we're going to see exactly how many guys they picked up in this offseason that are playing huge roles for them. And Purdy at the top of the list. So, I mean, Lynch Lynch may get the exec of the year. He may, and I think he should. But what's crazy about this last draft is that the top pick, Drake Jackson, healthy scratch last week. The next pick, what was it? Ty Ty Davis-Price. Not having a great year. The next pick, Danny Gray, hasn't done a damn thing. And yet, it might be one of the best drafts in franchise history. Quite yeah. amazing. It Quite really amazing. is. Yep. Um, <clears throat> Tampa beats Cowboys for the third time and beats the Giants. Packers upset us and the Eagles. Aaron versus Tom Menace, uh title game. Brock is going to feed GBDBs. Man, that's way too many hypotheticals. I couldn't follow you. <laughs> yeah, what? What? Uh, our run game is there when we need it. Luxury for us. Um, I hope so. I hope so. I, I I wonder because I feel like the offensive line is the problem with the run game, not the running backs or anything else. Jorge says, Larry, you absolutely called it with Brock Purdy. Yeah, he mother freaking did. I remember you praising him during the preseason and wishing that the team kept him basking the glow. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Absolutely. Well, you know, I will say this. I love how uh, that – just that notion, the whole thing that was supposedly going to make the Niners cut Brock Purdy was because they owed Sudfeld $2 million. $2 million, right? Yep. And yep. Jed has been... How cheap going, are we thinking the Niners are, right? Exactly. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, the, you know, everybody's talking about how the money, they were going to they were gonna do it for the money. And it's like, I'll give Jed a little credit, you know, that he listens to his football people. Otherwise, he could have complained about the $2 million, right? That was a mistake. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, they made some mistakes. I mean, Curtis Robinson was a mistake. Kyle kind of admitted it yesterday that they made a mistake, you know, recalling him off of the IR. Sometimes yeah. you're going to hit, sometimes you're going to miss. You know, it's just the way it is. All right, Larry, another question for you. Who is the biggest threat to the 49ers in the AFC, which is a stronger conference, straight up? It's no doubt it's the Chiefs. I mean, the, come on. Against against the Chiefs, Chris Jones looks like Mean Joe Green and like Aaron Donald and Reggie White all in, all built into one. And against, I mean, against the Niners. And against the Niners, um, you know, Mahomes looks like Montana and Favre mixed together. And Andy Reid looks like Walsh and every great offensive coach. I mean, Reid, it wasn't, Reid toyed with the Niners. I mean, let's be honest in that game. I mean, he toyed he with them. He, he, did. he kind of, he said, oh, you want to go gadgety, gimmicky, and, he, you know, here's a little Watch McCole it. Hardman in your grill. Let's see if you can handle it. And they Oh, and, D'Amico Ryans is the, is the hot defensive quarter in the league. Watch this. Oh, Nick Bosa is the defensive player of the year. Uh, watch this. He yeah. made those guys look inept. He did. Yeah. 
He really I mean, the Chiefs are their daddy until it's proven otherwise. I mean, they got to get and Andy Reid with two weeks to prepare. Ooh, you don't want that. You don't want. They got to. They got to get. They got to get. You know. I mean, yeah. At some point. I mean, you know, my my vision of the 49ers winning the Super Bowl sees somebody else beating the Chiefs. I don't. I don't actually see the 49ers beating the Chiefs. I think I'm just hoping that somebody else will get them because they seem to play bad against other teams. But against, I mean, uh, Bolton and Gay were just like, uh, looked like the fastest linebackers of all time in that matchup. And every chief receiver had about five yards of separation, and it was Mahomes playing seven on seven. What's interesting about the Chiefs is it seems like they don't match up well, particularly with Cincinnati. Right. And so Cincinnati Cincinnati could take out Kansas City, and I feel like the Niners match up extremely well with Cincinnati because – to beat the Niners, you need a quarterback who's very athletic, in my opinion. And, like, Joe Burrow is really good, but he's a sack waiting to happen. He gets sacked. I mean, he's he gotten sacked like a million times since he's into the league. So he's not making Nick Bosa miss. And I think when they play the Niners, that's five, six sacks just guaranteed. Uh, so that's an interesting thing. If the Niners get Cincinnati, I like the Niners in that. But to me, the biggest threat to the Niners in the AFC is Buffalo. And I also agree that Kansas City is a huge threat. But Buffalo has a way better defense than Kansas City. Way better defense. The number two defense in the league in terms of points allowed. And the difference is, look, Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback I've ever seen in person. And he can do, I mean, we've seen him dice up the Niners multiple times. Three times. But if the Niners defense has an Achilles heel beyond the secondary, which Josh Allen can exploit, it's also the scrambling quarterback. And he might be the ultimate scrambling quarterback other than Lamar. He Actually, it might be him because he can actually throw too. So, I don't know. I feel like Josh Allen is a tough matchup for the 49ers. And if they can't keep him in the pocket, he could run for 100 yards and really burn him. So, I, that's, an interesting, that's an interesting team. Buffalo. Uh, they're more than interesting. I mean, I think the number one problem the Niners have is when a quarterback – Breaks contain. Forget Thank scrambles. You. Just breaks Thank contain. You. Extends the Thank play, you. and Thank it has you. and has a lot and has a vibe with their receiver. We got it's a, a two way go. He's a run yeah. pass option. Yeah, well, like McLaurin burned him with ease this last time, and you know, Diggs is, Diggs is better than McLaurin, and then he's yeah. got Isaiah McKenzie, who's also fast, and Gabe Davis, who's damn good as well. So I mean, they, yeah. they got they got guys, and then Knox is a really athletic tight end for sure. Um, and they've got a pretty good offensive line. So, yeah, no, that's – I guess, you know, my, my only question with Buffalo is it seems like their red zone, they've got some issues mm-hmm. in the red zone. And then I think their front – I mean, I like their front, but it's I, – I don't I, – to me it's Ed Oliver who you combo block. And then I feel like the, the Niners could handle the rest of those guys. Uh, Shaq Lawson, Daquan Jones used to be in, in a couple spots, I like think Ter- Carolina, maybe Tampa, Greg Rousseau, the Hurricane. Um I just Von Miller's those, on IR, right? What's that? Von Miller's on IR. Von Miller's on IR. Boogie ba- Basham's been hurt recently, so I mean, I just think that the Niner, you can you can combo block Ed Oliver, and I think handle their defensive line. So um, I don't know. I mean, I I've seen Buffalo. Buffalo to me, Josh Allen is just spectacular. I mean, I just I can't. He just breaks contain. He's six six. Guy's got a gun. He's just super clutch gamer. You know, I mean, he's just awesome. He's the one mobile quarterback you don't worry about. It's like when he's running, to me, 
you're more concerned about the defensive players. When there's a collision, you're like, oh my god, is that is that defensive back okay? Like I I never felt that way about any quarterback ever. He runs over people. I've never seen a quarterback do that. Even Cam, I've never seen a quarterback do that. I mean, not only that he just throws these lasers yeah. and he's gutsy. And where was the accuracy issues he had at Wyoming? Where's the accuracy issues he had his rookie year? I mean, the guy's now very accurate. And he also like every game I watch with him or with Mahomes, I always feel like they're gonna win. I always yeah. feel like they're. The entire game, you always feel like, ah, no, but the, Al, you know, Josh Allen will come back. Mahomes will come back. They're like in their own category right now. I'm the real Grant Cohn. Thank you for changing your name. Says, when I'm right, we lose. When I'm right and we lose, I better get a bottle. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Thorax says, chances of BP winning the offensive rookie of the year if he wins out and balls out. Who else? Who else is up for it? Kenny Pickett. <laughs> yeah. I would say Brock looks pretty good right now compared to Kenny Pickett. Good point. Matthew says, side note, why the hell do we— Walker, Kenneth Walker the third was pretty good. Not against the Niners. I it to Brock. Yeah, I think so. Uh, side note, why the hell do we play JM on special teams, nursing a hamstring, and run TDP? Just rest JM if so. Shaking my head. The whole Jordan Mason thing this year has been strange to me. I, don't, I can't quite understand what Kyle's doing there. Well, okay, so he was an undrafted free agent. Then he's been hurt. Um, you know, he's he's kind of a young kid. This in this game, I think he thought he had a very serious knee injury, and and then he just got Kyle said he just got scared, um, and ultimately it wasn't anything. But he's got a hamstring, right? So he might have aggravated that a little bit. I just think that he's a he's a very young guy. I think he's got a lot of potential, but it's young guys are young. You know, there's a there's a maturation thing that goes along with becoming a professional, and he's still in the process of it. But he's got huge talent and huge power, and that was a great find by the Niner personnel department because that guy looks good. Matthew says, "Do you think KC would expose Lenore?" I mean, they already did. I mean, the Lenore is Washington way better. Yeah, I think. Yeah, but if you got to go somewhere in the secondary, it's there. Muhammad says, Warner got an ankle injury in the Cowboys game last year. He has been healthy, and Greenlaw has, so do you think they'll pop off more in the playoffs? I didn't know Warner had an ankle injury in that game. I didn't know. But, yeah, I think they'll pop off more in the playoffs. Yeah, I don't I don't say pop off enough, but uh, <laughs> no, but I, I'll, I'll say this. Uh, I think the Niner linebackers are what give the whole team yeah. swagger. Yeah, you know, maybe there was a time when, like '94 Niners, Dion gave the Niners swagger. Yeah, but the Niner linebackers give them give Ken the, Norton the Jr. too swagger. though. With the he would he would get up. Yeah, we get the pick six and that was get, a good one. But he and was. Merton a little Merton definitely Lee, Merton Lee Woodall but, Gary Plummer they had good <laughs> linebackers in that team. They did have That's good linebackers, yeah. but these guys have this Way awesome. Better you know, dominance about them. They're all in their prime and they're all fast and athletic. And there's, there's a brotherhood there. I even think they're backup guys who don't even get on the field. Flanagan fouls and Marcelino McCrary ball. These guys can all play too. They're yeah, just, absolutely. there's no word. It's a factory. No time. It's a factory. And, and uh, Demetrius Flanagan falls is one of the most productive uh, special teams players in the league right now. In terms yeah. George stops. Odom too. Yep. All right. So the Niners have very few weaknesses, but our job as quality control coaches is to look at the weaknesses and see if we can address them and make them non-weaknesses. And right now, the secondary is looking a little suspect. 
Uh, Talanoa Hafunga getting beat for touchdowns. Diamador Lenore playing pretty conservative, giving up lots of yards. Chavarius Ward, a little banged up. What do you think is the biggest issue with the 49ers secondary, and can they fix it? Um, I liked, I, I really liked the way Gibson played in this last game. And Lenore is getting better every single time I see him. I just feel like he's getting more confident. Hafanga is the guy that worries me because, like, everybody gave him so much love after, you know, he he got passed over, right? He went in the fifth round, and but then he just got unbelievable love. Now he's going, going to the Pro Bowl, and he is a special player going forward. But you can make plays on him going backward because he he's not – that's why he went in the fifth round is he's not a great coverage player in a league where you got to play coverage. He's really, really good. If you have to run, if you're running the ball and, and he's got great timing anticipation, he'll make plays in coverage, but he, that's his strength is going forward and closer to the line. When you can, when in his weakness is going backward and double moves and down the field with receivers that have speed. So you know, I mean, I think that he's just going to have to, they're just going to have to, you know, he's just going to have to take fewer chances and know his, know his weaknesses and don't get beaten deep. I mean, he's gotten beaten deep a few times now. Um, yeah. So that's my big concern. I love him as a, as a run defender. He's awesome. And, and if the ball gets tipped in the air, he's coming down with it and he's a hitter and he's accountable. And I think he will rise to the occasion like he did in Green Bay on that deep ball when Rodgers tested him on the last series and he came, he rose up. I think he'll rise up. But if you take lots of shots down the field, um, I think odds are he's going to give some up. That's my concern. Yeah, uh, I, that's a good call. I, I think that's a concern that he's so aggressive and he, he jumps routes and it seems like maybe better offenses like Dallas or Philly could or Kansas City will look to exploit him. To me, though, there's – Lenore, he shouldn't be a starter. They didn't want him to be a starter. And I think what they're asking him to do is like keep everything in front of you. So teams, I mean, you saw Washington. Their attitude was, we got to take as many shots as Lenore as possible. I think other teams are going to do that too. And to me, like the biggest thing with this secondary is Traverius Ward. He's really freaking good. He's better than I even realized when they drafted him, when they signed him. But when he misses time, when he's less than 100%, the secondary seems to fall apart. He should have been the pro bowler, not Talanoa. No offense to Talanoa, but Traverius Ward is the best player in the secondary. And when he's 100% healthy, they're pretty hard to stop because he doesn't need any help. But when he's less than 100% or when he's in the you know, injury tent getting checked for nausea, all of a sudden there are big-time openings in the secondary. Um, I think if, if he stays 100% healthy the rest of the season – the Niners probably will win the Super Bowl, but I think he's very important, Charvarius. He yeah, has the ability to shut it. down people, and if he's not, he's the guy. He's the guy. Yeah, no, that's a good call. I mean, you're right. He should have been in the Pro Bowl. He's been he a difference been. maker all year. He's been taking on everybody's number one wide receiver and shutting them down. He's physical. He tackles well. Yeah. Um, but it's an inter- yeah. it's a it's a head, it's a highlight world we're in, and uh, Hafanga's got all those picks, and that's probably what caught people's attention. But I, I will say this: um, I would, you know, they're young back there. That's the thing. Lenore's young, and Ambry Thomas is young, and Womack's even younger. So they brought in Janoris Jenkins, 
uh, the Jackrabbit, and we'll see. I mean, it, the, this is the thing. I mean, if if the draft were today, what do they need? They need Should a corner. Norris Jenkins. Uh, to me, I'd be I'd be more comfortable with them bringing back Richard Sherman or freaking Josh Norman. Janor- no offense, Janoris, but like, dude, you're my age. Well, oh, so he's been Norris around. Guy. He's been yeah. around for sure. But I mean, that that's where this is the problem, though. When you run out of corners, you run out of corners, and it's just like there's nowhere there's nowhere to get them. So no. what they got no. is what they got, and hopefully. Their DB coach coaches because they got a couple of them uh, can coach those guys up and get them ready to go. And again, and hopefully I they get a lot of rush up front. That's really the right. Hope. But I think what teams are learning is for for a while, I think teams looked at Kansas City and they're like, okay, Kansas City, they threw screens, they ran jet sweeps. Let's try that. Yeah, good freaking luck. If you're not Kansas City, what you're gonna do if you try to dink and dunk your like your way to a victory against the Niners, Dre Greenlaw and Fred Warner will kill you. You're not going to win. And I think Washington's approach was the right approach. Take shots. They ended up with 20 points. That's better than a lot of teams have done against the 49ers. The problem was they couldn't defend a damn thing. Take shots. Do your best you can because, I mean, you just might even get a a pass interference penalty. But there are opportunities down the field if you can get it there. I don't know how many teams can do it. Yeah. So that's the primary defensive concern is the the secondary and the deep ball. Yep. Uh, Tinker says 38 is key. You think he's been playing better, so that's that's important. I do. I, I liked what I, what I've seen, and I and I talked to him after the game. Um, you know, to me, corners you you don't just watch them. You got to talk to them because you got to figure out how confident they are, and he's confident. Yeah. So that's a great sign because it's December. It's almost January, and when you're when you're a confident young guy in January, that's a good spot to be in. Muhammad says, will they show more reckless abandonment, I mean? Who? I, I forgot your last comment. I'm sorry. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, here it was. Warner got an ankle injury in the Cowboys game last year. He's been healthy and Greenlaw has. So do you think they'll pop off more? Yeah, I think, dude, do you seem like, do you feel like Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw are holding back this year? I don't. I got Mahomes, Burrow, and then Allen. Ooh, I'll take Allen over Burrow to me. I will too. I will too. I like Mahomes may be the best quarterback I've ever seen. It's amazing how good he no, is. No, no, I, I, I'll take Allen over Mahomes. But okay. you see, the thing with Mahomes. I haven't is seen get, him in person yet. Allen, the thing with Mahomes is you get Mahomes and Reed. Yep. And that's where Mahomes gets crazy good. Not to mention Kelsey. Damn, Kelsey is so damn good. He's amazing. I think Reed is the difference maker, though, man. He's sure. really special. Joshua Wyatt says, can we put both the wards in bubble wrap for the next two games? The Niners can't replace either of those guys for even a game. That's so such a good point. Such a good point. Get a lead. Maybe. Get them off the field. Get them off the damn field. Dabuda says, so far, who would start next year? Brock or Trey? I mean, come on, man. I think we all know that what Brock's doing is unprecedented. He's having the best rookie debut ever. So, well, he here, here's, the, here's the big one, I think. Brock is making the short and intermediate throws with such relative ease and Trey struggles with those throws. And that's where it starts. He needs to be improve to... on his timing. He needs to improve on his timing big time this offseason. Yeah. Trey he probably needs to play. I don't know. Yeah. We got to get into that at some point, but he need Trey needs to play. They, they got to send to fall league. They got to send him to fall league. Can they do yeah, that? Can exactly. the giant? Yeah. Who is your guys? USFL. Comp for Brock? In the USFL. Who's your guys comp for Brock? Um, Joe Montana? 
No, he reminds me. I'll tell you who he reminds me of. Russell Wilson. Yeah. Reminds me of Russell Wilson. Why? Because even though you look at him and you don't think, oh, we can't sack that guy. Yeah. When you watch him, they have this like escapability. Yeah. And Brock's got that really fast. Um, was he got a one five five ten yard yep. split and it, and it, and he plays to it on the field and that's where he so he's getting away constantly. Um, so yeah, I would say Russell. What do you Wilson. think Russell Wilson's ten yard split was? I don't know, but one five five is. It was really one five five. It was, was one five five. Yeah, it was one five. Yeah, I just looked it up. Very good. Tinker says number thirty eight. We got you, Grant, the condescending YouTuber. <laughs> says Brock Purdy is garbage juice. Five and zero oh start just like Jimmy. But I'm condescending. All right, moving on. So Larry is that guy who can see the potential in late round picks and undrafted free agents where you and I might write these guys off and scoff and say, nothing to see here. Larry sees through it. And the next one that may be that guy is Kalia Davis, defensive tackle from UCF. He's practicing now. He was on NFI all year. Don't know if he's going to play this year, but he has a future with the team what do you think he can add to the Niners, Kalia Davis? He could be the final piece of the puzzle because he's so fast and he's 295 pounds and he's relatively fresh and healthy and he's an interior pass rusher and the whole game has become about rushing the passer. So mm-hmm. all the pass rushers you can get, you know, sign them, get them. And it doesn't matter – I mean, the Niners this year, Jordan Willis balling, Menahue balling. They got all kinds of guys going after the passer. But if they could add another fresh 290-pound interior rusher with unbelievable foot speed, that would be great. You know, Kinlaw showed me in this last game what he could be in that goal line play where he basically just took on two blockers who comboed him and left Fred Warner just totally free to stick the running back, that's that was Kinlaw. You want to say, what can Kinlaw do? That's what Kinlaw can do. What this guy can do is play next to Kinlaw or come in for Kinlaw on third down, probably more importantly. It's an ideal It's an ideal platoon, isn't it? Quarterback. It's an ideal platoon. And what's funny it's is when people – second down when they, Kinlaw, it's third down Kalia Davis, and he and, and just he's insurance against Givens, but he's even faster than Givens. It's, it's, and he's bigger. He's when they drafted Kalia, when they drafted Kalia, was interesting. Everyone compared him to DJ Jones, but it seems like he's more of a pass rusher than DJ Jones. Right, and he's yeah. less. He's like a one gap penetrator, get up the field, but he's really fast. And then I watched him at practice, and I'm like, my God, this guy is unbelievably fast. So I don't know what their plan is. I don't even know the rules on it. NFI, what does that mean? Can he? I don't even. Can they call him up? Can they? Yep. What, what's that means absolutely they can call him up. They, he's not on IR. They can call him up at any time. So it's his Kalia own category. Da- uh-huh. Kalia Davis reminds because because his injury happened in college, uh, not in not in college, before he was on the team. Kalia Davis reminds me of a more athletic Vita Vea. Hold on. <laughs> Vita Vea is bigger, way bigger. Hold on. Like Vita Vea is like the like the most athletic player of his size ever. So just chill. Keith Murphy says Allen two more picks has been playing bad second half of the season while Burrow was surging to a seven game win streak. I don't think Allen has ever been better than Burrow even going back to college. Fair. Well, no, Burrow was definitely better in college. We know that. Look, I saw Burrow against the Niners. Burrow's really good, but if you can't move, you're gonna have a tough time against Nick Bosa. And how many times did the Niners sack Burrow last year? I think it was five. I'm just saying. 
Maybe I'm wrong. Keith Murphy, I love you. Impur says, what does one five five ten 10-yard split mean? It means in the 40-yard dash, he ran the first 10 yards in 1.55 seconds, which is very fast. It means that he may not have long speed, but he has quickness is what it means. Yeah. Quick questions. Quickness. Explosion. All right, so Kyle Shanahan, the Niners have one more player they can pull off of IR. It's not going to be Trey Lance. From what Kyle Shanahan said, it's going to be Elijah Mitchell, who is one hell of a running back. Uh, what do you think the return of Elijah Mitchell would mean to the 49ers in the playoffs? Enormous amounts. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, he's so he's I don't want to say he's vital, but he is incredibly valuable. Why? Because he's got instincts. He can pick and slide. He's got he doesn't fumble. Knock on wood. Uh, but, you know, the never guy, the guy, I, he, he, he never fumbled in the NFL or college. He, that's right. how long his bench is. He fumbled. Yep. And he and when he's fresh and right now he's relatively fresh, he actually kind of plays to the four, three speed when he's been beat up over the course of the year. If he had played the whole year, there'd be no chance he would play to that speed. But now he might play to that speed and he's got great instincts. And really what he's great at is that you just. If the thing's blo- – I guess Kyle talks about it. If it's blocked for two, he gets three. If it's blocked for three, he gets four. If it's blocked for five, he gets eight. I mean, he just always gets more out of it. He always twists and turns and falls forward, so he's an awesome short yardage runner. He's an awesome goal line runner, even the fact that he doesn't have a lot of power. Um, he's just got natural instincts, and he also – McCaffrey, you know, he can finish games. Like McCaffrey gets you the first half lead – and you you can ice games with this guy, so yeah, I think he's your finisher closer back in the fourth quarter, and just you know they're 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 desperate to get a stop, and you're desperate to get a first down, and he makes that extra effort and gets the first down and ices the game. That's the back that he is. I, I think he's hugely valuable. Yeah, I to me, what's interesting about the Niners is they are not a great running team this year. Like they're middle of the pack in yards per carry. Defenses still approach them like they're a dominant running team, and so they're play-actioning teams to death. And Christian McCaffrey helps that. But like once they get that lead, which they'll get in the playoffs, you need Elijah Mitchell to put the game away. Jordan Mason can do it too, but it's nice to have both of them. And Elijah Mitchell's averaging a 5.6 yards per carry this year. So when you're up 10 in the second half. And you're trying not to like blow it again, Kyle Shanahan. You got Elijah Mitchell right there. And then you got Jordan Mason too. So it seems like the Niners are built to actually seal the deal this year for the first time in Kyle Shanahan's tenure, which is nice. You just gotta call the runs. You just gotta call the plays, you know, and and, and I think Kyle feels really you know what's other really interesting thing is I think he I don't think he's. I think he's really comfortable with his backs, but I think he's also really comfortable with his quarterback. He doesn't want to oh, yeah. overstate it because he doesn't want to yeah. disrupt anybody or insult anybody or hurt anybody's value or he doesn't want to do anything. He'd prefer not to talk about it. But if you talk to him privately, I guarantee you he would tell you that Brock Purdy is, you know, been this revelation. But he's yep. going to downplay it publicly. And poor says my tax guy said I have to do a 1099U because of super chat. <laughs> it's funny. All right, last topic. Yes. So look, the Niners are rolling. Eight in a row. Best defense in the league. And now the, the offense is right there with it. Like 30 points plus routinely because of Brock Purdy and Kyle Shanahan. 
But what's funny about the Niners is they still got Kyle's baggage. You know, like this is long. This is a long time in the making for him. He he had an even better offense in, in Atlanta and smoked it. He had a ten point lead in the fourth quarter three years ago against Kansas City and smoked it. He had a ten point lead last year. So to me, Kyle has some emotional, mental demons that the Niners have to overcome. And he has to do something different this year to cross the finish line as the champion. What do you think that difference is that the Niners need from Kyle? Well, I mean, he needs, like, I think he kind of referenced it the other, uh, last week when he said, Brock Purdy allows me to call the game the way it needs to be called. Or, there you go. Like, what I, he, I forget the exact quote, Brant Grant, but it was like something like he, he, you know, plays the way, you know, he plays, I don't forget exactly what he said, but he basically he essentially was, said he calls, he allows me to call the gay, game way, the way I want to call it, not the way I need to call it for his right. limitations. Right. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like this is the only quarterback I've had that hasn't, has no limitations. Yes. Like that's what he was saying. Yeah. It comes across as a compliment to him, but it also yes. comes across as the, a brutal truth on the other guys. Um, so it's, it, it's an it's a very interesting comment. I think Kyle Shanahan is a truth teller at his core, and he lets little bits of truth come out, even if they're hard to hear for some people. Yeah. So I think he was being truthful there. I think he really has a lot of confidence in Brock because I think Brock the ball comes out on time, and he's always talking about how Brock does a good job taking care of the football. Now he's had some easy picks that were, were you know dropped, and he's had some lucky breaks for sure, but. He also, I'll tell you the one thing with Purdy that's interesting is that I can see Shanahan liking is that when he goes, when, when Shanahan calls his play action game with, from per, with Purdy under center and he turns his back on the defense and then sometimes he turns back around and even if he's being pressured right there in his face, he can still at the same time elude the rush with quickness, but then he's, it's uncanny how quickly he's on his receiver's route like he's he's like throwing it as he's getting open. He knows where the route is. Where Jimmy, if he got away from the defender at all, would then have to kind of relook at the field and see where all the receivers were, and then throw it. This guy Brock, Brock can literally do the escape and throw and release to the receiver, you know, in one motion. I think Shanahan sees that and it opens up so much. Yeah. Um. To me, like. What held the Niners back three years ago? That was a great team they had in 2019. And Kyle still says it was the best team in the league. But what happened was Jimmy Garoppolo was playing well in the regular season. He made big throws down the field to win games that they had to win. And then all of a sudden they got in their first game against Minnesota. And Jimmy threw a couple of questionable passes. And Kyle shut him down for two games. To the point where he practically embarrassed him in the NFC Championship game calling eight passes. And then they go to the, the Super Bowl, and they're like, hey, Jimmy, we need you to make this throw to win the game. Like, nah, man, you just castrated this man for two straight— Sorry, but that's what you did. You castrated him for two straight weeks, and then you say, hey, man, hit this throw. That's not going to happen. Can't do that. You got to trust Brock. You never trusted Jimmy, and Jimmy played like you didn't trust him. Empower Brock. One of the great things that Andy Reid does for Patrick Mahomes, he's always trusted Patrick Mahomes. And one of the nice things about— Brock and Kyle right now is it it seems like Brock is bringing out the best in Kyle Shanahan I always felt like Jimmy brought out the worst in him brought out his conservative nature brought out this run first weird 
person that was not that was not coaching in Atlanta. When the Niners hired Kyle, they didn't think they were getting this run-first conservative coach, but that's what he became because of Jimmy. Now that Brock's here, all of a sudden it feels like Atlanta all over again. Keep it going, Kyle. Don't all of a sudden lose your trust and your nerve because he's a rookie or because it's high stakes because so far you're the one that blinks. Don't blink. Trust your guys. If you trust Brock, you just might pull it off. Also, run the damn ball with a freaking lead in the fourth quarter, Kyle. <laughs> the most, I'll, I'll tell you, the, the thing that I, I'm most excited about with Brock is that he has un, unlocked Kittle yep. as a receiver. I mean, yep. I've never seen Kittle look this good. Kittle can be Kelsey, but yep. you got to have a quarterback who can throw with accuracy down the seams. Yep. And this guy, and that's lofted over the linebacker in front of the yep. safety and yep. throw that pass with accuracy. And, and you got to see it and you got to lead the guy. I mean, he Kittle's never looked better. I mean, I know Kittle loves Jimmy and I agree this and that, but I mean, I agree. if Kittle knows what's, what's best for him, he should love Brock because Brock is what's best for him. Doesn't it almost feel like Kittle was doing all this. I love Jimmy stuff to like butter up the starting quarterback to get the ball. But now that, Brock's the quarterback and feeding him the ball. It's like, man, maybe you should just jump on the Brock bandwagon because he's going to get you paid again. He's going to yeah. get you your third contract, George. You ought to call Brock. Kittle ought to call Brock renovation because they, Hell yeah. he's going to be doing renovations on his home, adding another floor because of Brock. Brock just gentrified George Kittle's entire career. George is going to be trading in those sunglasses for some, like, some you know some you know uh, what's a what's a nice pair of sunglasses? He's selling the cheap ones. Some Ray Bans, some Ray Bans. Yeah, seriously, it might be time to step it up. That's right. Haha ha says, Grant, it's time to let Jimmy Ward. It's time to let Jimmy Ward. He has done enough to come back on the show and talk his ish. All right, I'm gonna hit him up. To this get, week, I think he meant get All Jimmy right. Ward. All right, I'll talk to him. I'm gonna let him know. It's time. Hey, Grant, big fan here. Do you guys truly believe Philly Dallas Vikings can beat this defense when fully healthy and all pieces moving correctly? If I had to pick a team to go to the NFC to go to the Super Bowl or the NFC, I'd pick the Niners right now. So we're just trying to be quality control here. But no, I think we both feel, we both picked the Niners to go to win the Super Bowl this year. Philly is the one hurdle, and it's gonna be about can the Niner pass rush get to Hertz and bother Hertz enough behind a really good line. Nicholas John Bosa is minus eleven hundred to win deep P O Y B T dub. He's gonna win that award. He could win the he could win the freaking MVP. Uh, you could argue, but he won't. But he could. But he won't. He's great. He's a gr he's great against the run too. JT three says, "How does Brock compare to Matt Ryan in his prime? What made Matt and Kyle's collaboration so effective? Thank you for the great Niners coverage. Well, he's smaller than Matt Ryan, but he's more mobile than Matt Ryan. And I think what made Matt Ryan and Kyle such a great combination was Matt Ryan was." Very good that second season on play action. He really could get the ball down the field. To Jul also, Julio Jones was nice. He's very helpful. He's a hell of a player in his prime. Julio, check him out. I think the key was awesome weapons all in their prime at the same time. That's what they had. Phoenix Music says Kyle needs to whip up more pass plays to Juice now that someone can hit him up because he's always open. They pay that dude a lot of money to never give him the damn ball. I agree with that. Thank you, Phoenix. Ruben R. Martinez, appreciate you. Tinker, I know I know Kyle should know by now, and I think it's time. Hey, about number 38. You're focused on D'Amador. Or maybe he's a big Deshaun Goldson fan. I don't know. Kalia Davis is a future Pro Bowler. If Larry says it's so, it, it will be so. Clairvoyant. 
that's how I feel. I don't I don't really mess with Larry anymore. He's the big winner this year. And people that thought he was tripping were tripping. David Velez says, <laughs> I've always said that to win the Super Bowl, you need a quarterback who can stand and deliver the deep ball outside the numbers, make him defend every blade of grass. Well, so far, so good with Big Brock. So far, so good. Anyway, that's the show. The whole Brock's horn. birthday today. He's 23. Happy birthday, Brock. Uh, <laughs> RWJ all day says, all this slander towards Trey is ridiculous. People are really talking about trading him. This microwave instant gratification culture these days is weird. And my Eric Crocker voice. I Let's, do think. That, yeah, go ahead. Give, what do you think of that? I mean, it's great that Brock is having early success, but that doesn't mean that he's going to be a Hall of Famer. And just because Trey Lance has some, you know, uh, adversity his first two years it doesn't mean he's a bust what I think you really are um you probably shouldn't make big declarations about a quarterback before he's started 25 games it's a great story I'm not I'm not saying you know pump the brakes on Brock but no, I hear you. you might want to just not make big declarations about quarterbacks until you've seen 25 starts like you might have said some stupid shit about Justin Fields a year ago, if you hadn't waited, or I think it's fair to say that Zach About Wilson's anybody. probably yeah, exactly. Like, Troy People are doing it right now with Zach Wilson, I believe. But whatever. fair enough, that's a good point. What I want to say is, how many other quarterbacks in the league could do what Brock Purdy's doing on this team? And is Zach Wilson one of them? And it doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter. But I wonder if Zach Wilson gets cut, will the Niners sign him for nothing? It might be worth it. If they get, if he gets cut, and there's no chance he's getting cut. He's okay. There, there has to be traded, right? Cut? He's expensive. He's expensive. But yes. Oh my he's god! Just I'd be pick shocked if he was cut. Shocked. Yeah. What I, did you guys I, do I, for I your twenty third birthday? What did you guys do for your? What did I do for my twenty third birthday? Twenty third birthday. I think I remember. I went to Vegas with my wife, who's upstairs. I was twenty three. She was twenty one. We had no freaking money, and we did nothing. We went to Vegas. We're like, do you want to gamble? No. Do you want to go to a show? Can't afford it. We just walked around, inhaled secondhand smoke. It was a great time. That's what we did. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I probably it was my birthday's January, so I probably Me too. was your January twelfth. No fucking way. What's yours? Thirteenth. Yeah. How about that? January twelfth. Let's go. There we go. Nice, nice. January twelfth. Yeah. Nineteen sixty so, what? Nineteen sixty. Nineteen seventy. Nineteen seventy. 1970. All right, my bad. January 12th, 1970. All right, all right, okay. So I think I was probably, you know, I. I, So you were a senior in high school when I was born. 88. Senior in high school. You were class of 88 from State SI. Yep. I went to O'Dowd, and the president of O'Dowd came from SI. So it's like, it's like SI East now. Well, believe me, I've I've been to many many games. I I can honestly say that I've seen almost all of O'Dowd's greatest players. I saw Brian Shaw. And before that, there was this guy named Tony Jackson who played for Ray Meyer at DePaul, who was probably one of the best players that ever came out of the Bay Area. And now I believe he's an Oakland fireman, something Hmm. like that. So Tony Jackson, if you know you're O'Dowd. I don't. You know better than me. (laughs) Bros on a mission says any scenario where Tom Brady still comes to SF. Hey, you know what? Yeah, absolutely. Let's see what happens in the playoffs. See what happens in the playoffs. Because yeah, there's always a scenario where Brock Purdy goes out and pulls a Brian Hoyer at those five picks in one game, although I, I wouldn't bank on it. But shit happens. So I wait mean, on it. I, here's the thing. You're, you're, we're talking about the trading of Trey and this and that. People assume that the only reason you would ever trade a player is because you thought he was a bust. 
what if you just think Brock is better and that Trey could be great, but you don't, he can't develop in your system or you don't want to invest that time. It's like, and, you know, he's, 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 and, he's and due like really eight or nine million dollars. So he's not exactly a cheap backup quarterback. It's true. Right. I mean, what about, I mean, the, the question I would have is the guy who I think makes the Niners next level in this next draft is the Notre Dame tight end, Michael okay. Mayer. Okay. And what if you could trade Trey Lance and get a pick where you wound up getting the 18th or 19th pick in the first round? And now you've got this incredible bevy of weapons. How do you go when you still you need a backup a quarterback? I think you need two quarterbacks on a team now. You do, Especially but on this you team. don't have to have a, a backup quarterback that's as valuable as Trey Lance. Trey he Lance, doesn't need to be expensive or valuable, but you need a backup quarterback. You need to replace you do, him. You do. You but need to I mean, replace him. That, that could be Jimmy. That you could, could do be it. Brady. Not as a Not, backup. Jimmy can go. It could be Gardner <laughs> Minshew. Jimmy could go. I was in Lenore NC. I didn't know there was a Lenore NC. I feel like if yeah. Ken Dorsey gets a head coach job, he will want to trade with the Niners for Trey Lance and develop a guy like Allen. Cam, our good product. Maybe. Maybe. Although I'm not sure he's going to get the head coaching job. Just to, It seems like NFL teams might be pumping the brakes on really inexperienced head coaching candidates because they don't want the next Nathaniel Hackett. I'm just saying. You look at a uh, dude in Jacksonville. Doug Peterson, looking like he's doing a pretty good job, maybe because he's experienced. I would be sub- that might actually hold back D'Amico. Not anything D'Amico's doing right now, but the fact that other young coaches who were hired quickly have failed might work against D'Amico, even if he's ready. So I'm just something to point out. Yeah, he might come he's back. So high on that list right now, he's damn good. I think he's going to get a game. He's damn good. Your B day is 13. Purdy is 13. It's meant to be. Thank you. <laughs> Anub says I have Super Bowl fever already. Is that wrong for Kyle to get over the hump? He has to say aggressive run pass for the entire game. He has to trust Brock. He did I not trust. He, he did not trust freaking Jimmy three years ago. And stay aggressive. Super Bowl that way. Stay aggressive. Stay aggressive. Anoop. Anoop. Be aggressive. B e aggressive. A g. Wait, A no, B E A G G R E S S I V E. Boom! That's the. Thanks for watching the show. It's over. We had a great time. Larry <laughs> Kruger. Make sure you subscribe to Larry's uh, channel, The Krug Show. He's doing a great job. Uh, and yeah, make sure you follow me because I appreciate it. Thanks for watching, everyone. Have a great night, and I'll be back tomorrow.